Howdy, y'all! Welcome into South of Scruffy Podcast. I'm Ben Fields. This is my podcast, and I'm glad you're here. Do I need to keep using my first and last name when I introduce myself? Are we all friends here yet? I feel like we are. I feel like we can do away with the formalities. I could just be Ben. Is that okay? I'm Ben. Thanks for being here. For those of you who have been uh, keeping up, we just got back from Second Bell music festival last weekend rusty odom's annual music festival on the southern bank of the tennessee river downtown knoxville and it was amazing we had an airstream trailer down there that we uh, set up with all the recording equipment and we were able to record a number of the artists who played second bell music festival some of the promoters that helped pull it off i interviewed some stand-up comedians that were on the bill at second bell as well So for the next couple weeks, you'll probably hear a few episodes that were cobbled together from my two days uh, with the South of Scruffy Mobile Studio set up there at Second Bell Music Festival. So on today's episode, I have uh, a couple different guests. Because of the nature of the music festival, all the artists are moving very quickly. They got to be somewhere. I was only able to sometimes spend 20 or 30 minutes with an artist. And uh, this was the case for both of these separate interviews that I was able to do at Second Bell. Uh, one of them is uh, J. Roddy Walston and Charlie Glenn from Palm Palm. And the other one was Eric Fortaleza from Pitch Meeting. So let's start with Eric Fortaleza from Pitch Meeting. I saw their show. It was fantastic. I didn't really get this from the show, but I got it from him on the microphone after the show when we were in the Airstream chatting. But Pitch Meeting is a band for sure. But Pitch Meeting is also almost a music incubator for people who have amazing musical ideas. Pitch Meeting is in Nashville. It's where Eric lives. That's where all the band members live. But they're bringing people in and out of this group like crazy. Having guests, trying to give them a spotlight, trying to give them a way to get ahead. And musicians in Nashville, sometimes all they need is a chance. And that's kind of what Eric's doing. But why don't we start with that one? Why don't you guys uh, enjoy my chat here with uh, Eric Fortaleza from Pitch Meeting. Here it is. We're doing the podcast. Make sure there's a time. If there's a time limit. Let me know so I can shut up. There's not ever. I, if you notice, I can talk. Like I like to take. We like to take our time. Like someone wants a solo. All right, go. That was yeah. nice, man. It's like the old jam band days. Yeah. You know, everybody's uh, everybody's just kind of going with the flow. Let everybody take their breaks. Mm-hmm. It's good, man. And, and I felt like you were kind of the you were kind of the spokesman for the group a little. Yeah. Bit. I uh, I are we are we are yeah. We started? Let's cool. do well, it. Um. I I started the group. Uh, Did you? Back in mid-pandemic, actually. Okay. Um, and uh, Pitch meeting. Pitch meeting, that's right. It, it, it all started like this. Uh, moved here from Australia. Okay. Here's a quick highlight reel, if, yeah, there, yeah. if, if there was one. Moved here from Australia three years ago. To Nashville? Uh, to Nashville. Okay. I was found, uh, an artist from Nashville found me in Australia. Uh, I played for her over there. She moved me here. Uh, 
three months later that was march 2019 july 2019 she moved me and i'm touring the world with her my first gig was at the opry and i was like i have no idea what this i i don't know country music by the way right so i'm like i have no idea what that is um and then you find yourself on one of the most important stages I, in, I, in american music history apparently, and i googled it and i went to the ryman yeah so it was like because that was the same thing at one point yeah i think it used to be where the great old opry was yeah so yeah. i went to the wrong place and i'm like oh there's another one um yeah. but anyway uh, eight months with her uh, her name is Lindsay L. she's amazing one of my best friends okay but eight months with her and then the pandemic happened and as a way to what made her at least what what attracted her to uh what attracted her to me at least when I, my playing is that the band that i hired for her when she played in australia ah. um, has has been gigging way before playing for her so uh what i decided to do was actually it all it was an offshoot of her band okay and i was like okay my job is at least during this pandemic is to make sure your band is tight you know so we're just so like, she was in australia she she did um there's a sister uh company by of cma okay called cmc festival okay so that's the australian version of cma okay so is she a country artist yeah country artist okay and so she was the name the draw but you had you had to put together a band for yeah her. that's right gotcha. um, she uh I got recommended to put a band together for her. Okay. And then uh, I hired my boys from back at home. Yeah. And we did the gig in March of 2019. And she was like, this is the best band I've ever played with. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, oh, shucks, gee, thank you. And then she said, I wish I can teleport you to Nashville. And you when you hear that all the time in some, I wish I could move you to LA. I wish I could move you to New York. Yeah. I wish you lived in London or whatever, like that. whatever, right? Yeah. And when she said that, I was like, I could. It. Let's do it. Three months later, she she did it, and um, she was a she was a woman of her word. Yeah, and uh, she did it, and uh, I was her musical director. And when the pandemic hit, we were actually in Germany when the when Trump was like, "Everyone go home. We're closing uh, down Europe." We yeah. were playing with the uh, the headline was Luke Combs, and then we we're just like, "Okay, what do we do? We'll be back by May. We'll be back by July. We'll etc." As the time goes on, it will be good by Easter. Yeah, I remember yeah, it was right? like. Yeah, was the first thing they said. <laughs> oh man, it, it was too mu- it was too much. But um, but what I decided to do at least it was like Nashville was semi open. Like we were number one actually of cases, but we yeah. were semi open. Yeah. So uh, I decided to go. Well, I rather than staying at home, let's see what ban- what bars are open. And I decided to do this thing. I was. Um, I'm not sure if we're family friendly in this in this say whatever you want. I was high as balls. Yeah. Um <laughs> and uh just didn't know what to do of uh, of August of 2019. Um and and I'm hanging out with my tour manager and I was like, "Hey, is there a night where there's there's a house it's like a jam session." Yeah. But there's a house band um but instead of instead of songs they know, instead of like Valerie and Superstition and yeah. uh Long Train Running and all sure. those songs instead of that it's original music mm. and then he was like well there's the opry they have a house band in the opry and i'm like mm, something a bit more accessible to the public that someone like you by you i mean my tour manager who's a songwriter yeah. someone like you could get up and just sit, play a song and he was like not really like how's the band gonna know like, your they, stuff know how your are they stuff? gonna know what to play they, they know gonna, how to play all the classics right did they send the music beforehand and in my head i was like i i have no time to I have no time to learn your music beforehand. And can you imagine if everyone sends their older songs and I have to sit down? I'm like, okay, learn all their stuff. But I go, now nah, we'll just we'll just wing it. So we started this thing in August of 20... Oh, August was the conception. October. 2020. 2020. Yeah. And uh, it was at the, at the... When it first started, it was just 
guitar, bass, drums, and keyboard. Mm. And then the basic concept is this. People just sign up on the night. They, there's a list. They type, they write their name on this list. The house band starts off with a few songs that we wrote. Yeah. And then I open up the list. Sometimes I uh, actually every week I feature an artist. I do like, hey, let's do four of your songs. And then the rest of the hours, um, it's from the list. And that's, we're like, that's, it's like a, it's almost like an open mic with a built-in band. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. What, what's really fun though is uh, um, a lot of the people. Like what, what what's fun about it is. I, I figured out a way to ensure that people are there for the right reasons. And here's what I mean. Um, the list has no order. It's not like... What list? The like song list the, or the... The, the, the people that sign up. The okay. sign up list has yeah. no order. Okay. So the people that go, I signed up first. And I'm like, hey, man, um, the most important thing about this night is go talk to people. Yeah. Go meet people. Yeah. You don't know. This is just one song of one night. Like the important part is the community, right? Hmm. And... Uh, because of that and, and other intentional things, it started growing, man. It started, the community aspect of it started growing and we've been building it from October of 2020. And, and at least the things that we've achieved so far was one, we turned it into a nonprofit artist development organization. I heard that when you were on stage. Yeah, I know. A lot of people are like, what does that mean? Like, uh, well, explain uh, that a little bit well, because you don't have time to explain the nuts right. and bolts of it on stage, but you do right here. That's right. Well, <laughs> three, three months in of doing this, doing this thing in Nashville and it was blowing up. People are showing up. Wow. There's and apparently there's a lot of songwriters in Nashville that want a band, <laughs> want a badass band, by the way. Yeah. Um, and what I started feeling and other things, other reasons being, you know, like, one, I was playing for an artist at the time and I was, well, waiting for, and waiting until the world opens up. Right. But, uh, she helped me out during the pandemic. Uh, I was on, she was, you know, taking care of me and I was helping her out. Um, but there was no work, apparently, yeah. you, know, you know, but yeah. what was great about it is when I started this gig, I wasn't really doing it for the money mm. because I was getting taken care of as a bass player for an artist. Right. Um, so I just wanted to play good music. Right. There's other factors that happened. Um, if with without without getting too much into detail, but it's like venues would say, "We don't like this. This is what we want." Um, oh, I we want. Uh, we're not. We're sh we're unsure about your set breaks. But apparently in Nashville, there's no breaks. Like people just keep going. If they have a three-hour gig, they go. Yeah. And um, but I've, with jam kind of stuff, there's set breaks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and especially with the community that people are signing up, I like to meet people. Sure. You know, and I'm like, I ha always had an intentional break to meet people because I always say anyone can write their name on that list. Mm. But you know what takes more effort? Saying hi to the band. Sure. Um, did and, you did you move people towards uh, around on the list depending on who was well, uh well here's the thing like, engaging with you well but here's the thing like if you say hi to me i will most likely remember who you are yeah rather than just a name on a piece of paper yeah right i was like right. oh there's that dude that said hello all right yeah. let's get him up yeah because he said hello and i i i remember him yeah you know but uh that started growing and then a venue would be like oh we want you know we're not unsure about the breaks because uh we want people to drink and 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 i'm like well the breaks is what makes people come back Mm -hmm. And that's what makes them feel welcome. And then they said this. This is when, like I said, I'm not naming what the venue is, but um, they said this to me. Well, at least during the breaks, can you have someone play acoustic? And I'm like, oh, you don't get what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Can you imagine? Let's say you're an artist, right? Uh -huh. Can you imagine? Hey, dude, we just finished. Uh, we're just going to take a break. We're all going to chat. 
We're all gonna talk, grab each other's numbers and Instagrams. Can you just sing a few songs while we're all chatting? Mm. How would that make you feel? It seems like such a Nashville thing to do <laughs> to, uh, to to just like inject a little bit. Like we get, we can't have a moment down. We can't have a, a, a we can't have a missed opportunity. We got to keep entertaining people. It hurt, man. It yeah. hurt. But at the same time, I was like, oh. That's fine. You don't understand what I'm trying to do. But what I realized was in a few different things and meeting all these different musicians that at least you guys saw on stage and uh, that played today at Second Bell, um, meeting all these people. And, and it's like a, a, tra a magnet that attracts these kinds of musicians mm. by being intentional, right? Having an order, having a list. Yeah. Um, in like that kind of spirit. Yeah. Um, we decided and we built Mike, my my um, my business partner, uh, Mike Gannon, slide guitar lead vocals. He's great. Um, he's amazing. Um, yeah. We decided and of January 2021 uh, that our process was to ensure that this becomes a nonprofit artist development organization. Let me back up. Non a nonprofit organization. But what does that look like? Well. Um, like I said, the things that we built so far in the past couple of years, by two years, I guess, yeah. um, as a nonprofit artist development organization, we offer a few things. One, a community, yep. a community of songwriters that, um, that are attracted by our mission statement. Our mission statement is music done the right way for the right reasons. Gotcha. Two, um, a night for songwriters of any age to sign up and play with a badass band and now the current like the current lineup of this band back at home in nashville on tuesdays every tuesday is bass drums guitar another guitar two bgvs percussion three-piece horn section organ leslie piano it's pretty much like a 10-piece band that's gigantic what's on, bgvs uh backing vocals oh gotcha. so like uh backing someone's backing up their vocals yeah, yeah. so what's really fun is when some artist who's never played with us before sings a song sings their chorus for the first time our bgvs just like get like they Pick grab it, it in the second chorus and then you see the artists turn around and like they know my song yeah. What? That's got to be amazing for an artist who has never been able to afford a 10-piece band or find a way well, to get in the studio with a 10-piece band to turn around and hear their music come to life in a way that they never knew was possible. Oh, man. It, it's fun because here's how I'll, I'll, I'll run through what that night, what someone signs up looks like. So I call him up, uh, John Daly or whatever random yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> whatever random name we call up. And then they get up and I go, all right, John, where are you from? Normally it's great when they're like from around the country and even around the world. We'd had some people that like, um, I'm from Israel. I'm from London. I'm from, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm like, what made you, what, how did you find out about this random night? And it's like, Oh, just Instagram. And people have told me about it, whatever. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Uh, question next question have you played with us before and it, they're like no I haven't and I try to aim to get people that we've never played with especially right. if it's a name I don't know it feels like part of the magic is that it's kind of spontaneous right? exactly exactly and I'm like okay cool uh, and I normally ask them what the song title is or what the song's about um, but their song titles and names will always be on our screens you'll see it if you ever visit but I will ask them what are the chords for your songs now We've had multiple different kinds of artists that would sign up. They can either bring charts, some some bring pieces of paper mm -hmm. with actual lyrics and chords. Some, um, they airdrop us on their phones. They, mm -hmm. e they email or text it to us right on the spot. Mm -hmm. um, some of them just tell us chords on the spot. Like, oh, it's just this, E minor, G, C, D, that's it. Oh, the bridge might go to the A minor. And what I love is 
um, they might use a national number system. They might tell us the numbers on mm. the spot, and I would ask the crowd, "Who has no idea what they're talking? Uh, what this artist is talking about?" And a few of them would put their hand up because like I don't know what chords are. Yeah, and then I'm like, "Okay, cool." Sometimes I'll go, "Hey, I'll, I'll go." Sometimes some of them will like, "I don't know this chord," and it's this chord and this chord. I'm like, "That's fine, just just play." And then I go. Give give me a taste of the chorus, and then they go ching chicka ching ching ching. So you guys will work all this out kind of live, right in, in front of the audience, in front of the audience. Oh, how fun! So the audience sees how how it comes together, how it comes together. I'm like, all right, cool, and I try to be as fast as I can. One, two, three, bang, and off it goes. That's and, amazing. Um, and the band's figuring it out on the spot. And what's awesome is when you just when you don't think too much. And you just allow the music to do its thing. Sometimes the best thing, the best musical things happen. Oh, and amazing. what's happened so far is these artists. I the best thing we record every week. We record all the video and the audio every week. And that's if you crazy. check out our Instagram, snippets of all of that is all over there. But these artists, the smart ones at least, record it on their phones or get someone to record it and they post it yeah. or use it as reference for right. their tracks. And man, it's. It's a great time, and that's the whole night. It's it's back, and what's been what's been really amazing is we've had so many different amazing musicians show up that we don't that I don't even know that are like another example, and who is now a good friend of the Pitch Meeting family. I remember there's this girl, her name is Karina. She signs up. It was just one name, Karina, and then she signs up, and she had a song called Melancholy Music Mistress. Mm. I remember that. And then she starts singing, and then she had a chart for it, and we start playing the song, and she starts wailing, and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> like at the end, <laughs> who of the, is she? <laughs> at the end of the song, I was like, "Who, who are you?" And she's like, "Oh, my name's Karina. Where, where did you come from? Oh, I'm from here." I'm like, "Oh, Nashville. That's rare." It's like, "Why do you sound like that?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, my parents are musicians." Now, a bit, I didn't say it on the microphone, but behind the scenes, and I'm sure she wouldn't mind because. It's obvious, and we've have a few videos with her, and she's she did Bonnaroo with us this year. Um, her parents are uh, are Vince Gill and Amy Grant, and I was like, <laughs> well, of course you're, <laughs> of course you're amazing. There's pedigree there. Yeah, but but it's great because it's attract. What I'm, the point of that story is, it's attracting the right kind of music. It almost yeah. feels like the like the. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros or like Polyphonic Spree of not necessarily a group or a band, but a movement. Uh, yes, that's it. <laughs> it's an artist collective or a movement. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm trying because that's what I'm aiming for. And I love that you understand. I didn't even say it and you already understood it. it we're surrounding ourselves with those kinds of people. And as, as an art de artist development organization, like I said, just to spread out the week and how it looks like. On Tuesdays, we do that open mic. Yeah. And where that, is it again? Uh, it's it's uh, at Sunny's in Germantown. Okay. But if you just search Pitch Meeting, you'll see everything that's all there. It's all, gotcha. all on Instagram. On Tuesdays, we have our artist development um, showcase to to an open mic. Mm -hmm. And on we have a nonprofit recording studio called Pitch Studios. That's awesome. Um, we invite the artists that we find that from that sign up like for example Karina and we're like uh, you need to record music with us you know we record we invite them to the studio and especially ones that don't have that opportunity to mm. but really turn our heads Jordan is a sign up too the jo uh, Jordan Chase who sang today at mm -hmm. Second Bell yeah. I remember I have no idea who he was I just see a name Jordan Chase and that song he sang today called Daydream um, he sang he signed up and he didn't have chord one he didn't have chords for it and he doesn't play an instrument so what he did was he 
It was like, is there a Spotify of this or a Spotify link for this? He sent us a Spotify. I played it on the microphone and then the band got it just like that. And then we started and he starts singing like that. And we're like, oh, you need to be singing with us as often as you can. It's amazing. Of all industries that need something, an outlet, there's so much of in music. It seems like, what can you do for me Uh, from venue standpoints, from label standpoints? Mm -hmm. It's what can you do to make me better? What can you do to help me succeed? But I feel like you guys are approaching it the other way, which is what can we do for you? How can we, how can we help artists grow and thrive? Exactly. And get the things that they can't readily get themselves. That's the real spirit of what we're trying to do now. Of course, in this in this world, like when something sounds too good to be true, it sometimes might be, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Like now, my way of going around that was like, well, I'm one, as a nonprofit organization, I'm morally obligated to be a man of my word, but I am also legally obligated right. to, to do the right thing. I can't, you know, um, all of our stuff will be public record because it's a nonprofit mm-hmm. um, and doing it and going at it in that way ensures that I put my money where my mouth is, you mm. know, that, you know, like it, it is exactly what we are trying to strive for. And rather than um, whatever, whatever as an, you know, it's mission based mm. rather than profit based. Right. Nonprofit doesn't mean no profit. Mm. Many people uh, th- uh, sometimes think that that's the thing. No, nonprofit means that, the choices being made in the organization is mission focused, mm-hmm. you know, rather than profit focused. Right. You know, you don't but, have to answer to investors. Yep. You have to answer to a mission statement. Right. Exactly. Every yep. time. And we, we ensure that we continue to do that. And many people have helped us out, you know, from you guys inviting us to share a story from sure. Bonnaroo, inviting us to, um, to be part of their nonprofit village yeah. from all, all these people that have given their time and every single crew member and artist that have given their time to, to play with this band. But now it's, 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 in, it's very enjoyable being able to play good music and, um, and especially music that, I just all it all it felt like was this. It felt like I just turned on a beacon. Here we go, ping, and it's just pinging, ping, ping, and then someone that people that feel that same resonance was like, "What is that? What is that night on a Tuesday?" Oh, okay, maybe I should show up. You know, um, my business partner showed up. Mike Gannon, he was one of the people that showed up. Um, Jordan Chase that you saw was mm-hmm. one of the people that showed up. Harrison on Keys today was one of the people that showed up. You know, it, it was just a calling out to the universe of like, hey, here's what I stand for. Do you want to stand with me? And man, it's so far. Um, That's actually how we met Rusty. Rusty was at Bonnaroo. Yeah. And Rusty was like, hey, man, I really love what you guys did. And uh, I would love for you guys to play at Second Bell in Knoxville. I'm like, yeah, we would love to. <laughs> and we had we had a blast today, man. It was so good. It was it was very, very good. Uh, and I think it is uh, it's amazing what happens when you the beacon you're talking about, you put it out and it's not uh, it's not for any it, it's for good. It's for a good purpose. It's for it's for us trying to build up a community and build up other people rather than trying to uh, use other people to further a certain uh, agenda that's mm-hmm. going to help us individually. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so rare in the music industry, in a lot of industries. Yeah. I'm in the film business, mm-hmm. film no, and television it, production, same, this, you know, same same thing. And so to see something like that is, is uh, it's refreshing. It, it's, man, 
it's it also comes from a place that um i mean like i said i i moved here from australia three years ago and um the challenge i give my australian musicians when i was there is a lot of people want to leave like i left mm -hmm. and that's fine and a lot of them say there's no and let's let's use this sydney example sydney australia as an example of of um, the music industry or Nashville, whatever it may be. And uh, a lot of young musicians or aspiring musicians would always tell me, there's nothing here for me in Sydney. Um, there's not that many people like my music. There's not really, I'm not getting booked. I'm not, I'm not getting work and not many people are, are enjoying what I do or whatever it might be. And my response to them will always be, okay, cool. You're hating on Sydney and you might have some points that are correct, but what have you done for Sydney to make it better? Mm. So don't expect it to give you something yeah, if you're yes. not willing to give something back. <laughs> yes. So it's it's the same mindset that I had and be it like you know, playing for the artist I was playing for, I was I got to experience high level like the top tier level at least of country music. Mm. And I saw artists by, backstage, behind the scenes, even on stage, etc., at arenas and all of this stuff. And I've seen people, even at the top of the game, um, pull their hair out and be like, man, I'm expected to do this. I'm expected to sing like this. I'm expected to uh, uh, dress like this. I can't lose weight. I can't gain weight. I can't cut my hair. I'm like, I can't wear these shoes. I can't, uh, I got to sing about this, blah, 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 Starts blah. Starts to feel like a job. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm asking in my head as, this, as I'm seeing all of this. What happened to the music? <laughs> mm, you didn't mention that. You no, didn't mention right. the music. <laughs> yeah, you know, like why are we worried about what someone is, what shoes someone is wearing? Right. When the music is supposed to be what's what's the focus? And I could, if if the if the music industry is the metaphorical fortress, mm. I could be outside the fortress, shaking my hand, being, "Oh man, the music industry, it's tough." Blah 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 blah. But I could do that, and many people do that, and. I was like, well, rather than doing that, what am I doing to make it better? Mm. And this has been um, at least 30 years of my life. It took that long to figure out how to get to that point and what to do and how to change it from within rather than shake my hands outside the walls. You know, how can I make the music better inside and influence better? And ever since then, man, from the things that we provide as we're still growing we're only two years old like i said tuesday we have that uh, uh open mic full band on um, we have a non-profit recording studio in in nashville um we have uh we also do we also do tour support for artists um that need it we're right now we're providing the bands for um noah thompson who won american idol mm -hmm. hunter girl who was like all the american idol artists right now we are providing their bands their crew their their photographers their front of house their um tour managers and their bands and i was like man if i can if i can influence uh, if I can influence what kind of people and what kind of music is expected, even at that high level of what people strive for, that's how you change from within. That's how you make a ripple rather than just complaining and decide like, man, I don't, man, music industry sucks. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's, that's the spirit of it, it man. It's it's fascinating and it's it, it as you say it and you say it, it, in such, it delivered in such a pragmatic and, and succinct way. It's like, how come nobody's thought of this shit before? <laughs> yeah, like man, someone, some I didn't think about this, but like uh, someone told me this. Um, he, 
um, my my friend my friend was like, and these are the words he used, and I was like, yeah, maybe. Um, he goes, you just pretty much created what everyone thinks Nashville is. Mm. And I was like, that's true. You know, like like there's think of Nashville. Just think about it. Thousands of songwriters. Sure, I'm sure even way more musicians. Yeah. Why isn't that Why isn't that happening? Yeah. He's like, shouldn't we, shouldn't those guys just keep combining and making it making things better and, together? Right, and making it easier for making the 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 barrier to entry easier. Oh. You know, <laughs> making the threshold to entering the marketplace easier. But people like to grab onto what they've got and fight out everybody and make sure that there's you know that they've got their place now and they don't want anybody to come in and threaten them. And it's it's amazing that uh, what happens when you can. Do the exact opposite of that. Make it a welcoming place where you feel confident in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You feel confident in your skin and your music. Mm -hmm. You're not nervous about somebody coming and taking your piece That's of the right. pie. That's it. You know, you would rather somebody come in and let's make this pie a little bit bigger for all of us to have as much of it as we want. It's every it's every time that's what I push for for every artist and every musician. Um, just before we got on stage today, at so we we had a 3 p.m. set around 2:50. Um, this is what I say to every artist and musician that I play with. I want you guys to be able to be you and whatever you can bring to this set. Mm. Like every musician is different from every every keyboard player, every sax player, every drummer will sound different from e each other. Of course, there's these songs that exist, but I want you to be you and bring you to the table mm. because that's the only way we can me make music that that kind of way yeah. and i tell that to the artists all the time that i'm like hey man i will support you with every resource and every time i have as long as it's music done the right way for the right reasons music without compromise music with sincerity and music that that is not of course there's influence but that you're doing it because you want to do it yeah and it's your music you know yeah yeah that's that's, that's the spirit man and it's been it's been nice, like I said, even uh, even Rusty showing up and asking, like like I said, it's a beacon, and you're attracting these people, and it takes time. And um, I said it on the microphone today as well when someone's soloing. Hey, at the pitch meeting, we have a saying: take your time. Yeah. When someone's soloing, like, hey, go, go ahead, take your time. There's no set amount of bars. Yeah. It's like if the music feels like it's gonna build, let's go. Yeah, um, you and, have the floor, sir. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that same message has to work not just for the music mm. it is also for the community building it is also for the team building it is also for the relationships you can't rush you can't rush you can't you can you can rush stuff <laughs> but imagine something that's just organic it's if i could if there's an analogy it would be like i hope the music we're creating if it was in a supermarket it's the organic section Mm. You know, that's that's all that I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know, I like the idea of pushing and pushing until something stops you. Yeah. And then deviate, redirect, yeah. whatever it is. But being stopped for no reason, just, you know, because it's not what you're supposed to do or because somebody else, you know, has an ego about something. That's not organic. Yeah. You know, but when you can just kind of work with something and let it go until until you hit a real roadblock, that's that's real. Then we redirect. Man, I. I hope also it sounds like it, I'm not trying to make it sound like I thought of this new crazy idea. This the best music that's been created, like the best music may have already been created, maybe back in the 60s, 70s, and that kind of music that was happening there in the 80s. There was there was. I'm just trying to recreate that same spirit. 
mm-hmm. you know now we're, the pendulum will always swing you know but can you can, it has the same spirit of you know how Mozart made money how like it was it was the kings the queens the leaders the, the monarchs being like hey we love what you do Really? Keep going. Patreon? Yeah. That's, it, it pretty much is. It pretty much is that. You know? Like, it It really is. It's that version, but back in the day. Like, how those guys created music. And look at that music now. That it's influenced every single music that we have today. Now, imagine if we find if every if the base level of music creation is that is that mm. and then what we hear and what music gets created later mm-hmm. you know that's i'm just trying to recreate what i think music how how i think music the best kind of music that changed the world how it was made that's all i'm trying to do it, b- b- before the process became what it is now yeah and it became harder yeah Eric, man, I'm so glad you came by, and I'm so glad that we got to do this. I'm so damn glad to meet you, and you've been, you've like you've brightened my day with the story, man. <laughs> Thank Just you, dude. you, I, I watch the music industry, uh, and and I watch you know the film industry, which I feel like are some they have some of the same trappings mm-hmm. and some of the same way that things go, and and it's so uh, it's so refreshing to see somebody say, look at it from over here this time. Instead of looking at it from the vantage point that you've always looked from, and man, I'm super fucking inspired from from hearing you, and I and I am hopeful about what the movement that you guys have put together has has created. Well, I hope more people can can take that sentiment with them. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for having me, and I think the thing that we also say back at the pitch meeting is. One, I love collaboration, and yeah. the thing I say, and again, thanks for having us. Of course, thanks for, ha- for letting us play. And the thing I say every week, as often as I can, is the best way to the top is together. You know, that's it. Like, heard. I'm not trying to be some yogi, but you know right. what I mean. Like, yeah. it really is. I heard yeah, that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. Man, have a good one. Enjoy the festival. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you soon. All right, there he was, Eric Fortaleza. Good guy, man. Doing the right thing for the right reasons. Glad we've got a guy like that out there putting something like pitch meeting together. Super cool. All right. I got my chat with uh, J. Ruddy Walson and Charlie Glenn. Oh, it was a good one. It was right after their set at Second Bell. Big Boy had just started when we sat down to talk, but it was the only time I could get with these guys. They're two bandmates in Palm Palm, Raphael Kachanoff and Andrew Carper have been buddies of ours for a while now because of their involvement in the Southern Bells, the band in Richmond. So we've kind of had some light touch with Palm Palm over the years since they started, and we had a good time hanging. Good chat in the Airstream. They stayed with us. Charlie taught my daughter how to play melodies on Old MacDonald Had a Farm on her keyboard before they left the next morning. It's just one of those magical times you get to spend with a group of people. And uh, I'm glad that it was kind of started with my chat uh, that I had with J. Roddy Walston and Charlie Glenn. So check it out. Here it is. We're doing the podcast. Can Dude. I having? I'm having one. Can I get a? Um, can you can you pull out 200 hertz? Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah. I think that's full, big boy you're hearing back yeah. there. <laughs> oh. Dude, uh, Pom Pom fucking killed it tonight. Thank you. It was great. Thank ha. you, thank you, thank you. Thank was, you very much. It was really good. So uh, so why Pom Pom? 
Rod. Why is it called pom pom? Well, I don't know. I mean, man, you've you've got a thing. You like know? <laughs> people know you. People yeah. people oh, know why your not, shit. Why not be Jay well, Roddy or something? Exactly. So there was a couple things. Okay. One, I you know, that band with the band, Jay Roddy in the business, was ending or in the process of figuring out what was happening yeah. when it wasn't like I'm quitting this band to be in pom pom. It was just there were two worlds that were existing. And I kinda didn't want to be J, you know, J. Roddy, whatever, part two, or whatever. Like, I particularly don't want people, they'll be there and have been there, sitting there going, like, you know, uh, don't break the needle or something at one of our shows. But it's just really easy to be like, that's not in this band. And so, then, like, there, people can either like that or not, but they just kind of have to deal with it. We pull up to festivals. We'd be like, like this festival, you know, or like third line or whatever, you know, close to the headliner world. And, be like, oh, Jay Roddy Walt's in the business. And like the security guy would be like, uh, James Re uh, Reginald is here. You know, or what? Like, like, say it again. Jay Roddy Walt's in the business. Uh, yeah. J uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Johns is here. Like, they're just eyes rolling. Food delivery. No, no understanding. And be like, uh, Jay Roddy. Uh, Robert's here. Like Roddy is also just impossible for people to like. Everyone thinks I'm R Ross yeah. from uh, Boston. It's like, well, it's Jay Roddy, and I, we happen to live in Baltimore. Uh, yeah. yeah, Rick from Buffalo. Yeah, like that's not. These aren't the same words, but Roddy yeah. just turns people's brains off. For it some did. Reason. It was interesting. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. In introductions too on stages where it'd be Jay Roddy, Wallstone, and the. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. How do you? Uh, yeah. And it's you like know. these My guys don't know who the band. fuck they are. Yeah. Jay uh, Rimsley and <laughs> yeah. the and the yeah. and the company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> well, I, mean, I was I played in a group called Tao and the Get Down Stay Down, and that I, I saw that trip up a lot of mouths too. You know, like yeah. so. I mean, to Get Down Stay Down, I feel like is easy. It's yeah. It was like. Theo or something, or yeah, Theo you know, and the yeah. and the get up stand up. Oh yeah, you know, get up or like, kids or something. Or like some, you know, they would. Yeah, they. Would. So you guys came up with something easy that was palm palm. Yeah, if you, <laughs> you can get it right once, that. you can get the second yeah. part right. Um, but no, I mean, I was also so before I even met these uh, the Andrew palm? and and Raph. Raph, I had met ish, but not really like hung hard with. Um, I kind of had the idea for, I'd been wanting to do something that was way more weird and dancey than yeah. Jay Riding Business. Like, funky in some way. And one of the reasons is, like, I'm a huge fan of early Robert Palmer stuff. Okay. Like, the first, well, I actually like the later stuff, too. But particularly his first record, I just, that first solo record, that's Robert Palmer, I love. And one of my best friends, who kind of was, like, the band dad for the first two and a half three years of he's still yeah great bud, sort but, of art director of the group like had kind of quit his job and was just going on tour with us for a while for <laughs> amazing van driver detriment of his life and finances and marriage but he uh was also we met and we're first night we met i was like yeah blah blah, blah. he started playing some stuff i was like oh man i'm really into early robert palmer and he like jaw dropped he's like sneaking sally puts it on and Anyway, so we had forever been like, I'm going to start a funk band and I'm just going to call it Pom Pom or something. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just going gonna, gonna to start this. Like before the band existed, I had the name mm. and sort of the concept. Basically, and then I actually got together with Charlie one day when I was really bummed on music. I was like, can you just come to my studio and we're going to plug up stuff that's not supposed to plug in together? 
and just make something weird. And that like that last song that we played tonight, Heavy Chops, kind of came out of that. Like it's called Heavy Chops because I'm gonna do it I just by had myself. Charlie yeah. like playing sh like guitar, and it was running through yeah. my keyboard, and I was just hitting buttons that either muted it or didn't. Yeah, no click or anything, and then I just grabbed it and chopped it up and put it into a weird form, and then did drum beats over it, and then called him like twelve hours later and I was like, Listen "Yo, I just did something yeah. like to the thing you did." Yeah, ironically, and, yeah, I'm gonna do this by myself, but we literally had to play that part together. You played the rhythm yeah. on the keyboard on a yeah. synthesizer. I was like, my I was playing a, a mute button. <laughs> yeah, while he was playing something that he didn't know what he was doing, and then. <laughs> Then I just went through and went. And then cool, we started a band. Cool, cool, pom pom. So is that the anthem to pom pom? Like I'm gonna do this by myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this band that's hugely successful, and uh, I'm gonna turn around <laughs> and 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 then turn it into a different thing that people may not know. But we're gonna do it, and we're gonna do the same damn thing. We're gonna do it by myself. Yeah, we're. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think the I think that's probably more my personal anthem. If not, yeah, like, I would say uh, so. like. Well, that's what I'm I was very, wondering. I'm a very like. I, I have a few fields that I highly respect. Like, I will not be a brain surgeon or a surgeon. And then kind of like after that, I'm like, I can do that. Like, it's like, oh, this thing is like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, I can build one of these. You know, like, like <laughs> I can build man, an Airstream. Trailer. I mean, it might not, it, it'll kill me. The but I could, I, like, I mean. The I, first one will work. second one will look nice. Yeah, 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 yeah right, the first yeah. one will be bad. So like, you know, it's like, go to. You know, we, we recorded in Sound City, you know, the studio that they did the documentary yes. on. We yep. recorded, we, and before that, we went to every studio ever. Recorded with this guy, Mark Neal, who did the Brett Brothers Black Key record. Yep. And, um, up until this last Charlie Crockett record, he'd done, that guy did all the great engineer. But like being in studios and whatever, I was like, I can build one of these. And like, did it. You know, like, I just, I don't, I'm not impressed by a lot of people because honestly, I don't think a lot of people are that good at what they do. They just happen to have a job, and like, <laughs> that's not impressed. Like, in, it, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, we talk about it all the time that there's like, people just fail upwards, and they get to keep doing yeah. the thing. It's like, oh, yeah. what? Wait, Jim got a promotion? It's like, yeah. Why? I don't know. Because he had a job before, so they just gave him a better job. I'm like, why? He's ter everyone knows he's terrible at it. You know, but. But so uh, is, is Pom Pom this kind of thing where where you said, I've done great things, I'm doing great things, but I feel like I can make it, uh, I, I can take it to the next level, I can incorporate more of my own music or my own thing that I'm doing and bring it uh, into a less, uh, I don't know, a less supported thing. Um, I think, I think, well, you, you. The bit you you mentioned funky stuff. I think you know really. I think you you know your expressions to me were that you know you had kind of hit a musical wall where you felt that the, you know like the, with the business they did have a they were incredibly good at a particular musical task. They were exceedingly good at it. Yeah, but it's get like, get I, drunk. Was <laughs> that what it was? Was, was it like, a party band? It def I mean, I, I did. Think, I mean, well, I, but by the way, speaking as a it, huge it was like fan an emotional party band, right? You know, like there's people who like write me all the time. They're like, this one song like saved my life, or sure. something like that. Not to sound like, but that sounds overly self-important. But the band meant something to people that wasn't just, and still does mean so, something yeah, to people does. that's like, to me, to, that wasn't just <laughs> that's, like, yeah, I got really fucked up. That was cool. I mean, that was you my know, first, like, my first like, you know, crowd surf was. 
an involuntary one yeah. at a, at a <laughs> yeah. business show. Yeah, yeah. You, was, weigh, you weigh less than eighty pounds. You I was, can a, get I was probably a buck shoulder. twenty yeah. on that 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 particular weekend. What and, are you now? A buck fifteen? Oh man, <laughs> I'm. I've creased the 130 mark. Anyway, so... Wow, um, hey. hey. We, we said we'd throw you a party when so, that happens. You're literally going to throw me. Um, so the... Uh, you can mix that up, Rod. I, I can but, fix it later. Are you fast at it? Yeah, I, I, I can Rubik's do it in a minute. Yeah, um, the Rubik's Cube. Dang. I can do it in like a minute. That's, That's cool. cool. I'll yeah. never be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I, you know... He, we were always kind of scheming late night, drinking yeah. heavily. Like, oh, we lived right we down the street thing. from each other. Yeah, so we would we would get kind of wasted and like dream about. I was like, well, if we did this, we would take over the world. But you know, at one point he said, "All right, l- real real deal. Can you find number one? Find some, find find some musicians, right. kind of out, outside of our friend group of musicians. Gotcha. For for one thing, but also like they need to be able to swing and funk as much as hard as they rock. I was like, wow, that really narrows it down. Because I was like, there's the five people. Because yeah, we did the first miles. thing together, but then I was also starting to mess around, like in on tour even with the business, I'd be sitting there with like a computer and whatever, not doing like stuff to a grid, but like playing drums with my hands and or like you know recording stuff so you were the main creator at first, at first the, it was like i, I kind of like created like a dna strand yeah. and like went like he on the guys yeah. and then also was like and stop holding back mm-hmm. you know because like a lot of bands like for whatever reason it's kind of like control 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 which i mean there's not no control with it no i think in i think but i think looseness was it was built like, in and that in was way. the other part of it too is like with J. Wright in the business. And again, I'm not even dogging J. Wright. There was just a thing that was happening and I wanted to do, not necessarily, I didn't know that the business was going to end. I just wanted to do something else mm. too. And Plus. they seemed a bit, there was resistance. And so it was like, <laughs> I was like, instead of let's work on one song for six months, what if we don't even have songs and we book a tour to South by Southwest? And mm. then, and just go. And just try it. Let's have ten. We basically ideas and go on tour. We ba- we, we basically booked ourselves for a local festival without actually having all the members. Yeah. All uh, right. Together. I thought I was I was like potentially gonna be playing bass. Yeah. And and so yeah. and also Rod yeah Rod had these demos that he had worked on basically in the back of the van on a laptop with a giz- a cool gizmo, and it was mostly kind of a synthesizer type sound, if not an actual synthesizer. And that inspired me to cut. You Actually, know. Charlie was playing. He wasn't even playing guitar at first. You were playing. I was a playing. keyboard or something else, and then I was like, Did "You just try that on guitar." Yeah, let's I'm, try this other song on guitar now. And then yeah. I just kind of like, but oh, it, now he's playing guitar. I was but thinking, make it like, sound like yeah, I'm gonna see if I can make keys. my guitar sound like a broken synthesizer. Hence the two amps and like trying to knock them mm. out of phase or out of to like get them to to fight each other and chorus out yeah. a little bit. And yeah, half the idea, right? Is like. Uh, make everyone guess who's playing. Yeah, I kind of came up with like this snowball and like threw it down the hill. And, and Pom Pom picked it up. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and these guys totally picked it up. And like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I would say we, now we're on any kind of autopilot, but it's definitely, um, oh, we, oh. we got to kind of get out. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we just kind of, once, I think that like probably starting a band, some of the heavy lifting is figuring out what's what's the vibe, you know. Mm. I mean, I think some bands exist and s- stop existing and never figured out what their vibe is or something, <laughs> you know. I mean, that that was a thing that I immediately have enjoyed once once it like 
clicked and we were all in the room and it worked and then we really got into it it was like you guys want to cover this and then it sounds like a pom-pom song rather than just like i mean we can and do do covers where we try to like just nail it as whatever it is but then it's like and then we pop back into being pom-pom yeah you know what i mean we like we're i think like, every, our, our whatever yeah the covers definitely get filtered through the lens of or whatever the heck it is we sound like. Yeah, or, or if it doesn't, it's literally like, we're going to take a break from being pom pom, and here's this thing, and then, we, and then you immediately go like, oh, that's their song, or something. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's fun. It's got a. It's, it's fun too. A, you speak of covers. It, it was really nice. You know, when we got together, I think there was a, there was definitely an in, instant chemistry that continues where, like, I didn't, I, I'd, I'd watched Andrew and Raph play a lot. And mm. see them get better and better over the years too, and when I finally got to play with them, I mean, we would just start playing. Beginning of rehearsals, we would just write a new song accidentally. Like it was impossible. I mean, even and, in the studio, I'd just be like, because like, you know, I'd end up having to play like producer dad or something. Like, say, <laughs> this right. is my song. And, That's a well. Got to no, caretake it. Well, more like, all right, we've decided to do this to tape. Tape is precious. Tape is mm. limited amount. Whatever Cost is money. expensive. Yeah. All right, hitting record, and then they start doing something dope, and I'm like, oh, "Damn it!" All right, that's better than what I had Do in it mind. Again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> or just, right. just just two more tries. Right. Yeah, we'll that's go over cool. That. But shut up and play the thing that we've said. This is the song we're working on right now, or whatever. <laughs> Don't. Do something cool Don't, again. Yeah. You know? but, like, but isn't that what a band is? Like, isn't yeah, that no. different? Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that different than just it's having your dream. own? It's the best. It's actually the we need dream. we need yeah. infinite time. We need someone. That's to, the thing. We like, need infinite time in the studio. We would take we would take care of it. If you can find if someone wants to give us, it's, it's literally just the money to live in the studio. You can have ten albums like and by the end of next year. Yeah, it's 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 more. That's the thing is like, um, the hustle of like, how do we get to stay in here because it's like yeah we're you know we started and then it was like okay we're starting and it's it's rough to be in a new band and then it was like and covid you know yeah which is yeah pick up pretty quick though when pom-pom started did you guys gel quickly oh yeah. yeah you know i mean crazy thing too that i was just thinking about the other day is the our music taste the the crazy the, th- the thought that the center of our musical Venn diagram is just practically full. It's crazy. I mean, I love it that we have. I don't think we've ever gone through a song, you know, when we first writing it and kind of gone, oh, this is to- totally useless, you know, giving up on it or, you know, a lot of times we'll get through a thing and it just writes itself. And by the end of five minutes, we have <laughs> kind of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like a couple little tweaks and things like that, but. We all go, yep. Everyone did. No one had to say, Andrew, you can't play those notes. You know, like, you know, yeah. rap, you know, like it, it, a lot of times parts just everyone kind of knows where to put themselves. Maybe we get real crazy at first and we suck back into a part. It's that's. Yeah. I that's mean, miraculous. I've I, waited I to do that for. I don't ever. want. I'm at the point, too, where like I've done the thing where you like get in the studio and just like battle of not even inches. It's just like, I don't know. Should it be? Should we be at uh, one, one two, one twenty two point four BPM? Because I think that's way yeah. better than one twenty two point four. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's like that's not music. No one gives no no one listening cares about that. Oh. There's it seems like there's a time to fuck with the details, yeah. you know, and and it can't be right off the bat. Yeah. Oh, also. Oh no. I mean, yeah. I mean, like the detail thing potentially is like 
should this have a background vo- i don't know to me like i'm just at the point where i'm mu- i want music to be alive i don't want it to be a performance mm. and i don't care if it's perfect at all like i really don't care if it's perfect at all like in fact i i we i think we all agree that music in general these days is kind of lacking that uh, humanity so that other music that i that we love so we, we all love that like that and you know that's kind of why i you know in this you know the the album which we're brewing up um i'm really really happy that we got the right equipment like a tape a cool tape machine and we i i was pretty insistent that if we can we could try to do it live to tape to get the you know at least the drums bass guitar maybe keys right. and things like that and we did and oh god yeah it feels great. Then, it's so good and, it's so and, and it's so I precious gone, i'd gone out of my way to actually not write real lyrics and a lot of the vocal parts i was just trying out stuff every night when we toured even songs that were like a year old didn't have mm. real stuff written for them so when i got into the studio i still had the ability to perform into it and like and like move, move and like, throughout it yeah and it's like had like, rough you, ideas like like a lot of times you get in the studio you have this stuff really knocked it's like this is what it is and then it's kind of just like did you do it and like yeah i did did you get anything wrong nope Okay, do four where you don't get anything wrong, and like somehow that's a metric of of goodness. That feels like a different kind of music than you guys are making, though. No, it's yeah, and it's it's. I don't think it's music that I want to hear at all. But that's how like records get made now. Instead of like, holy crap, did everybody just feel that? (laughs) You know, and like, was that was was the tape running? Did we? Yeah, yeah. Did you feel that? that? And then you play it back, and it's like, you know, all right, no one think, just listen. Because if you start thinking, it's like, well, I hit a wrong note here, and I did, and it's like, yeah, but something about the stew just, man, yeah. you accidentally put sugar in. You didn't think sugar belonged in it, but that's real good, like you know. <laughs> also, the yeah. great thing about tape is that if you, you know, nowadays, yeah, right. It's it's you record onto the tape, and then you're forced to leave it on the. You can't just put it on your phone and walk away from the studio session with it on your, and you can listen. If you over listen to it within 24 hours, you'll pick apart your own stuff. But if you come back the next day, or if you're really lucky, in a few days, you come back and you, all those little mistakes that you thought were there just gel into the beautiful performance that, you know, It just captured. doesn't matter. I mean, like... Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody... Yeah, it's like... And once you start... Perf- like, after the fact, editing perfection in, it's an impossible thread to stop it, pulling. It polishes the magic right off it gets, of it, it, right? Well, it stops being magic, but then also, once... So let's say start start with having a click, mm. and then okay. because it's, you're having a click, and then it's like okay, well you missed you, you kind of slowed down there, and then it's like and it's just like and then it's thing. wrong all of a sudden, and right? Everything's wrong. Every, yeah. every it, if it's not perfect, it's wrong, and right. you hear that instead of like, man, take five is slower, but dude, I don't know. But that's about the shit. It. That's like the go, song. Yeah, and like that's where the magic yeah, was. It's like I don't care about one. I don't care about two. Four, I can't imagine the world existing and it not being in it you know like yeah. it's important that this is the one that everyone hears and sometimes you get like two takes where you're like damn that one's fast but awesome and this one's slow and i don't know which one to go with but even since we did the pom-pom record i'm more and more like getting to the place of like i want the vocals to be done at the same time as the band too mm. like Live or no? Yeah. Yeah. Like, really? Like we, He does so, great live takes. You know? Really? Yeah. We're just doing like, working on this Christmas record and it's like, it's not pom-pom, but 
pom pom guys plus, you know, and it was like when there's a vocal take, you know it's the take because the vocals and the music and everything, and it's like there's no guessing. It's just like, mm. yep, that's it, you know, done. Let's go. Love it. Yeah. All right, we got to go. Are we, are, yeah. Our time's up. Guys, for now, we can continue. Thanks for doing it. We're going to hang out later. Yes. Great idea. Hey, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys in a little bit. All right, there it is. The interviews from the Airstream at Second Bell were great. We'll bring you guys a couple more in the next few weeks. Appreciate you guys being here. Thanks a lot for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. You guys take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. See you real soon, all right? Pitchwire, Matt Honkinen. Play me out.